outside who's just a white. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. All right, I'm here at Spectrum headquarters in Roseville, California, with two special guests, uh, Bonnie Dwyer and Sharon Fujimoto Johnson. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Hello. Good afternoon. All right. And today um, we're going to have a kind of experimental conversation about the journal itself, which should have arrived in folks' uh, mailboxes. Um, and so if you want, you can pull out your journal and read along as we talk about it. The goal here is to, um, for you to hear from both Bonnie and Sharon about how they think about creating the journal, uh, something that they've been doing for 20 volumes, several decades. So it's a, a real honor to hear from them. And I want to start perhaps with beginnings. Back um, winter 1999, Bonnie, take us back to the moments when you assumed the editorship and you were thinking about how you were going to create this thing. Sure. It was a, a fun time. The um, thinking started in 1998 and uh, the, it began with a trip. We, uh, Sharon and I both live in Northern California. And when I decided, when I was asked to edit the journal um, and accepted, I wanted Sharon to help me because she had worked on projects with me and I really valued her creativity and, and everything. And then we needed to go get the files and and the all the stuff that went with the spectrum office which at that time was in Tacoma Park so in September of 1998 we made this trip back to the east coast and uh, Dave Larson who was the new president of Avenus Forum also was back there and we had conversations I remember in uh, the office that Spectrum used to have in the offices of Sligo Church and so we sat in there and we were talking about well how many issues were we going to publish for instance because at that point in time they were publishing five or six issues a year uh -huh. and it was okay so we're we gonna do five or six and and i think dave was the one who said let's just do four let's do the same amount of pages as they would have done if we had published five or six okay but let's just do four it will be more efficient that way and and people will expect it on a quarterly basis and and so that's what we we agreed on that and as we were talking, Sharon uh, was saying, well, how are we going to include art? Because art had been part of it in the past, uh, and we wanted to make it significant in uh, where we were going and what we were doing. And as we talked that through in a dollars and cents kind of way, which is how you have to think about art when you're publishing, uh, if we were going to do art, 
the best place to do it was going to be on the cover. Okay, let me stop you right there. Sharon, talk about why you wanted art to be part of the journal. Well, for me personally, art has always been significant, and I spent a lot of time in the art department in college. And just, you know, when I started out with Bonnie, I was pretty much straight out of college. Um, and it had occurred to me that there wasn't really much place for art in Adventism. Um, there were artists, you know, doing amazing stuff, but really no place within Adventism where art was showcased. And so it just felt to me like a natural place. Um, you know, Spectrum existed and we were going to try something new. And why not, you know, on the cover or in the pages of Spectrum? Yeah, it's been a really great legacy. Um, it kind of puts art into Adventist homes. Yes. And, and has created a kind of virtual a gallery of Adventist works uh, that have that will be around, you know, for a while. Yeah, and I think you know, just in general, as um, creative beings, um, sometimes we stop um, identifying as creative mm. uh, people um, as we grow up. Um, but um, as Christians. I feel like, you know, we're created in the image of a creator God. Um, and that's, you know, part of our identity. Yeah. And why not, you know, embrace it? Um, and I also feel like just coming in contact with art sort of opens us up to new ways of thinking and, you know, um, maybe introduces a bit of creativity in how we think about other topics like theology or... Um, things like that. Absolutely. I love that you're thinking about the way that it kind of opens up um, connections to other disciplines. And, and I think um, that's what Spectrum is really good at. So Bonnie, take us back to those early days. You're thinking about art. You've made this road trip. Were you traveling together? Well, we flew. Okay, yeah, you flew. We flew. Okay. Uh, and um, so we needed to pack up um, Roy Branson's office uh -huh. and bring out a significant, you know, bring it out. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that I considered the most important was Roy's Rolodex. His, oh, yeah. Uh, all his contacts. Uh, and he had this huge Rolodex of cards sitting on his desk. And so I had Sharon Xerox every single one of those wow. cards <laughs> so that we didn't lose Roy's Rolodex. Uh, and then there were boxes and boxes of past issues that were in the basement of Sligo. And obviously we weren't bringing those back on the plane. Yeah. And uh, Alita Bird, who uh, is our interviews editor, has, has written for the magazine for a long time. She lived in uh, the area and was going to be coming out to California. And she volunteered to drive all of the back issues wow. out to California. Wow. So um, she was the moving van for... A lot of stuff. Well, we're surrounded by some of those back issues right now on one of the walls behind Bonnie appropriately. You can see from volume one down to our most recent volume 47, an incredible legacy for 
um, this for Spectrum, uh, thanks to its readers and writers and supporters. Um, so tell us about, so we have this uh, kind of journey story at the beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bonnie, why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, how you think about the issue, how you put it together and the kind of journey that you want your readers to uh, go on as they go through each issue. Well, another conversation that Dave Larson uh, sparked while we were, and I don't know whether it was actually while we were back there or after we came out here, but he talked about the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. Yeah. And um, do you want to jump in as to what the Wesleyan (laughs) Quadrilateral is? That was a few years ago for me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it uses it, it is a stool on which an argument or an idea can be based and the four legs of that stool are scripture tradition reason and experience and when he started kind of talking about that i thought well that's that's a good um way to try and think about anything so if we're going to try and put an issue on a given topic together. It would be nice if we could gather scriptural uh, material, something historical, uh, a uh, academic piece of some kind, and then maybe the experience of news story of, you know, so that those four areas are windows into a topic. And so we decided to try and, and do Wesleyan quadrilaterals as we put the issue together. There, This is like breaking news. This is incredible. We have <laughs> the secrets of how Spectrum is structured. It's not new theology. It's actually old Methodist theology. theology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is true. But from that point forward... For instance, we have had something in uh, about scripture in every single issue. And it usually kind of starts out the journal. Yeah, we usually or, open with scripture uh, because we're people of the book, right? And so if we are looking at any given topic, I'm thinking that we want to begin with scripture. So that's where we start. So, Sharon, you know, there's kind of obviously a structure to this. As a designer, how does working within um, a structure um, help you or do those limitations um, push you in different directions? How, how do you how, is, how does your creative process work with this? Well, I feel like it's much more free flowing than one might oh. expect. Yeah, okay. um, it's, it's not charted. She starts actually with color. Oh, interesting. <laughs> really? The cover. What do you mean? Um, I look for art, and I've been trying to make contact with um, a number of Adventist colleges and universities, um, their art departments, and trying to get in touch with artists um, because I want to expand our, um, our repertoire and um, you know the people that we can introduce to our readers. Um, so typically we think about, okay, what do we have on the last cover and what would feel fresh the next time nice. in okay. relation to the previous issue? And, you know, also thinking about the season, does this feel like 
a spring cover or, you know, a summer cover. Um, or we did cool colors last time, so we need, like, warm colors this next time. Okay. Um, and I always feel so much better once we have a cover. Oh. <laughs> and then I feel like I can delve into the issue itself, which also is a pretty free-flowing process. You know, we start it with, okay, what articles do we have? And it sort of grows. It's very organic. Um, you know, what goes with this article? Um, what other articles will go with it? And, um, you know, at some point we decide, okay, how long is this issue? Is it 64 pages? Is it 80? Is it, you know, longer than that? Um, and I start dividing it up into sections, um, just roughly mapping out how many pages each section is, um, and then figuring out, okay, so we have this long article, it's like 20 pages long. Um, how do we visually break it up so that it's accessible to the reader? Um, you know, it's all about presentation. Yeah. Like I always think about what is the experience of the reader as they open this magazine and go through, you know, are they going to feel assaulted by just, you know, blocks of text? Like, you know, do they need a little breathing room, like a lighter article or, you know, um, a pull quote or, you know, art or something, or do we need more white space? And I always, you know, um, hope to um, include white space that, you know, the reader is not going to notice white space except in the sense that they will feel less crammed mm. as they read it. Yeah, I feel like your covers are, you know, create a lot of space and let us focus on a few key elements. Yeah, I really love that, you know, a clean, um, simple look. Mm -hmm. That's sort of my general aesthetic sure. look that I aspire to and... Um, you know, I know there's more room for growth, um, but that's usually where my base is. Like, I want it to feel clean and simple. Great. It sounds, like, you know, to me that Sharon really works on this from the way, like, a, like an artist begins a painting with a kind of feeling and a mood and looking what's been done in the past and creating something new. Bonnie, how do you uh, <laughs> think about the issue? Like, what what drives you what gets you excited about putting a new issue together I've um, as I think about the process of putting an article together I uh, think about it like setting the table okay uh, and um, I like a beautiful table yeah and so I I think of those two things as as very similar processes what do we have for our guests uh, to enjoy uh, what's going to be the centerpiece uh, what's the main entree you know what are the sides that we are going to be serving and uh, I think about it in those kind of ways okay that's great um, so let me jump into the the question of print. You're both working um, within the Adventist community, which has both its uh, its challenges and its points of hope in designing and editing um, in media has its own challenges and hope. So I'm curious why 
you know, what the actual physical experience of creating, um, you know, the journal on that comes out in paper, you know, it's on your computer screens at some point. What is, you know, what are your thoughts on that, um, that actual physicality of a product that you're creating? Sharon. Well, um, I've always been a lover of books and magazines and so yeah. it's where I'm comfortable. Okay. Um, you know, I know some people feel like print is going out of style, but, you know, for me, um, it feels like home. I'm not much of a, you know, podcast person. I'm not much of an ebook person. I really prefer just having something in print because I feel like I can um, have a say in the pace in which... You know, I um, interact with, you know, the product. Um, so I would hope for our readers that the, the journal is something that, you know, they have an experience with. It sits on their coffee table or, you know, um, nightstand and they go through it at their own pace and have their individual experience with it. Um, so for me, that's kind of personally yeah. Where it comes from. That's great. Bonnie, what about you? Well, it's never real to me until I have um, a physical product. And so while we sit and we plan and we make lists and, you know, I'm needing to get so many articles off to Sharon by such and such a date. And so I'm, I'm moving files and... Um, all of that until I actually have a physical product in front of me, it's not real. And at that point, uh, that, that's always an interesting session uh, when we sit down after, okay, so we've poured everything in, here's kind of what we've got, how does it look, how does it feel turning those pages? And, and this last issue was fun in that way in particular because uh, we had some material that we had been working on for quite a, a while. We had a story that uh, we had thought we were going to use in earlier issues and just for one reason or another it hadn't worked out. So okay, so finally we're doing this section on Genesis and we had all this wonderful really beautiful material on Genesis and and then Sharon and I were sitting at this table and saying okay so what else are we going to have and uh, maybe we should have something a little uh, of a different uh, feel I mean the Genesis stuff can tend to be kind of heavy maybe we need something more reflective a little lighter and so we talked about well you know, what about having Barry Casey write something for us? He's a really lovely writer, yeah. and uh, his uh, philosophical reflections are about to get published in a book. It would be really nice to include that. So we call up Barry and say, can we? And he says, yes. So we put that uh, okay. article on wandering at the very beginning. And then a little later in the process, we were trying to figure out how to finish it. And I go, well, 
Tom Paul Wheeler just wrote a great review for us on uh, this new book by Trudy Morgan Cole. Yes, great. Yeah, and uh, about Prone to Wander. And it was a great review that we'd had online. And I said, so let's, you know, that that makes for a nice bookend. We'll start with wandering and we'll end with wandering. And so that's what we did. And, And then... The first time I had that physical uh, product sit in front of me that I'm turning my pa- the pages and I read Barry Casey about wandering but not being lost. And then I jump into the stuff in Genesis and I feel like, oh, I'm kind of wandering through Genesis here. <laughs> nice. I'm not lost. I'm wandering with uh, very good guides here through Genesis. And that whole feeling of wandering then took on whole new meanings to me. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't thought about wandering through Genesis uh, the first time through. But when you put everything together the articles affect each other. Yeah. yeah. They become something new altogether. Oh. Yeah. You feel like you have this experience as well? Yeah. And it's serendipitous, usually. <laughs> but it, it's like creating a collage. Providential, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's great. I'm so glad that you're talking about the recent issue. This is where our listeners can pull out their... Um, issues and um, read along, I guess. I'm just curious if you, you know, um, I know it's been to the printer and it's been a while, but was there, you you mentioned this nice little um, kind of opening and coda on wandering and how that ties in with the articles by Brian Bull and Fritz Guy, among others, on Genesis. And then we move into healthcare. Are there any other articles you want to highlight that you think would be particularly interesting? I'm sure everyone will like everything, but um, in addition to the wandering that you think might kind of, you know, for the if somebody wants to jump in the middle somewhere and and try something out out of order, is there something that you think people should uh, look at or a or a poem? Oh, poetry was... You, you can talk about poetry. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to have poetry um, inside the issue as well as on the back cover yeah. this time around. Yeah. Um, and I think it just lends a different angle on a topic and helps us reflect. And I um, was so pleased to have the poetry um, in this issue. Yeah. Um, that's sort of where my heart ends up being. But every issue that we've done, I've always been... Um, amazed at the depth of the articles that we receive. And we have so many brilliant thinkers and writers in Adventism. Yeah. And I feel like we're really blessed to have them in our journal and, um, you know, all together helping us like find new ways of looking at things. And mm-hmm. um, that's always something that um, I personally find very um, rewarding in this process. Yeah, I I'll, I want to highlight one of those poems, the Scott Moncrief, yes, uh, um, a professor of mine from Andrews back in the day. Oh. He wrote about Parkinson's, and I have a family member who was recently diagnosed. And so reading mm-hmm. his poem kind of took me through 
imagining what it was like for my family member mm, to yeah. to make that discovery and then text it out to mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. um and to see that written down mm-hmm. in his with his beautiful words I th- was a great addition so thank you personally oh. for that well and the other thing that you know a poem like that does is sort of put a human face or um, just perspective on a topic. You know, we had the healthcare articles, mm-hmm. oh. which tend to be more theoretical and, you know, abstract, but here it's, you know, in the poem form, talking about a personal experience in this topic, which I think is helpful. Yeah, that's great. So getting close to wrapping up, Bonnie, or, um, you have been doing this for so long and been doing it so well. Um, what do you, we've talked about wandering, but what's, what motivates you to keep doing this? Um, I, you know, I'm curious about the world and, and uh, what comes next. And this is a, I have found editing to be a wonderful place to listen to Adventism and to hear uh, the voices of its scholars and to see the work of its artists and um, to hear the stories of its people. And it's a story that I love, and I, I want to know what the next chapter is. So. Great. What the next chapter is. That's a great way to end. I want to thank Sharon and Bonnie for uh, talking with uh, me today. Thank you. It's been a thank joy. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear.